Our reading from the London Baptist Confession of Faith can be found in the back of your bulletin of the Law of God, chapter 19, excuse me, of the Law of God, and paragraph 5. London Baptist Confession of Faith, chapter 19, paragraph 5. The moral law doth forever bind all, as well as justified persons as others, to the obedience thereof, and that not only regard of the matter contained in it, but also in respect of the authority of God, the Creator, who gave it. Neither doth Christ in the gospel any way dissolve, but much strengthen this obligation. We have seen in our reading thus far that the moral law was given to man in paradise and has been continued to have authority over us. The only things that have passed away or changed is not the moral law itself, but the various administrations, the ceremonial being fulfilled in Christ and the judicial being passed away with the nation of Israel, though the essence thereof, the underlying equity being of good use for us in our day and age to govern our nations by and our hearts by. And now we see, again, the divines emphasize that the moral law doth forever bind all both justified persons, i.e. saved persons, as well as the unsaved. All are held to that standard. Simply, ignorance does not give you a way out of the obedience that is required to God's law. Simply being ignorant that God has spoken and required something does not give you a way out. And being justified and saved does also not give you a way out. We must obey God's law for it is for our benefit. Is for our good, the moral law summed up in the Ten Commandments. Our divines go on to say that it's not only because of the matter contained in it, meaning the laws themselves. Yes, we should obey them because those laws are good, and it has not to do only with the matter contained in it, but also, they say, in respect to the authority of God, the Creator. They are to be obeyed because they are God's laws. They are to be obeyed because God has given them to us. It is He who has spoken, and we are to listen. We are to listen and to obey. Outside of the fall, this would be the case. But because our hearts are sinful and forward and far from God, we desire not to obey God's moral law for us. And that is a sad state of affairs. And we can't even find a way for antinomianism, which is being against the law, thinking the law has passed away in the gospel itself. For Christ said it not come to do away with the law, but to fulfill it. And that doesn't mean that it's dissolved, they said, but much strengthened this obligation to obey. Jesus sets the bar even higher for keeping the moral law. It's not done away with, and now we don't have to worry about it because Jesus has kept it for us, and he's done away with it. As we saw last week, that the moral law is summed up in those two great commandments, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. In this is the law and the prophets, Jesus said. That doesn't mean that they've all been done away with. That means that they're contained within the moral law itself. And being justified, being saved by the gracious love of God who kept those laws for us in Christ and imputed his righteousness to us does not give us an excuse no longer to keep it. But much more, a greater obligation is put upon us. As we've been looking at in Heidelberg, how then shall we live in light of such a great salvation? Surely not to sin against God because he has forgiven us, but to be faithful unto him, grateful unto him, and love him in return for his great love wherewith he has loved us in Christ. 
Will the congregation please stand for the reading of God's word, the singing of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. <laughs> 